the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a Man of Faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. But the preaching and the teaching and the living and the worship can slow down the decay long enough to get folk to Jesus. To get folk to Jesus. That's why he hadn't come yet. God is a loving God. He's long-suffering. He's patient. And his goal is to see so many people to come to him for such a time as this. Number three, like Noah, only those who are genuinely thankful can truly worship God. You got to be thankful if you're going to worship. If you think less, you're not worshiping. Only those who are genuinely thankful can truly worship God. Genesis 8 verses 20 and 21a, it says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled. He said, this is delightful in my nostrils. A soothing aroma of that burnt offering to God from Noah. In other words, Noah offered a burnt sacrifice, which is also mentioned in Leviticus chapter 1, verses 3 through 5 and verse 9b, which says, If his offering is a burnt burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Verse five, he shall kill the bull before the Lord and the priests, uh, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Verse nine B, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt offering, an offering made by fire. Here it is again. We saw that as we see in the passage today. A sweet aroma to the Lord. The word burnt offering in Hebrew is olah, which means rising up. This is why we read in Genesis chapter 8, verse 21, and the Lord smelled a soothing offering from that burnt offering of Noah offered up to his God. In other words, Noah's burnt offering was accepted by God and is also a picture of Christ's redemptive work on the cross, which is 
completely satisfied or which completely satisfied the righteous demands of a holy and just God. Beloved, even today, the Lord expects us to worship him alone as an expression of reverence. He wants us to worship him alone uh, out of our obedience. Uh, obedience to God brings is worship to God. Obedience to God is worship to God and and thanksgiving, a thankful heart, is a worshipful heart. Those who love and obey the Lord will have an inner longing to worship him. When you really love God, when you really obey God, when you fall in love with Jesus, there will be an inner longing to worship him. Be mindful that those who do not worship the true and living God do not belong to him. Did you get that? Those who do not worship the true and living God do not what? Belong to him. Who is the true and living God and their destiny is hell. Hell. You live a whole life and never worship God. It's because you don't belong to him. Because only when you belong to Jesus will you worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. Okay, now that was all about worship. Now let's look at God's covenant sign. This is a fascinating passage. God's covenant sign. Uh, Genesis 9, 8 through 17, which says, Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you. Of all that God, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth, thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall uh, all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God uh, said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. God's covenant sign. What is the covenant that God made with Noah? What is the covenant that God made with Noah? A covenant is a promise of God to people with whom he is dealing in a special way. A covenant is a promise of God Two people with whom he is dealing in a special way. God made an unconditional covenant with Noah, which is called the Noahic covenant. God did not place any conditions of obedience upon his fulfillment. The promise that God made to Noah and his descendants is based solely upon God's faithfulness alone. 
which means that there will never be another universal flood as there was in the days of Noah, no matter how wicked humanity becomes. Now, we've had some big floods all all over the world, different places of the world, but not at the same time. We've had some major hurricanes. I mean, Katrina was a horrible hurricane, but 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 it, it didn't flood out. It didn't blow out America. It wasn't all over America. It was just geographical in that region. Now, the, the water didn't scatter all over the nation, but the people did because of the flood. Uh, the flood of 98 right here in San Antonio when we saw houses floating down a river, cows on top of roofs. Some of you weren't here then. And the the flood of 2002, we went went through all those floods. But yet that was not a universal flood. But but the flood during Noah's time was a universal cataclysmic flood that, that that water rose up above the highest mountain peak. How can anything live? And God says, I don't care how wicked humanity becomes. And you know, it has become downright wicked. I will never again destroy the world with water. Now, God is bound by his promise because he is not a uh, man that he should lie. Genesis chapter 9 verse 11 says, Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off from from the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the, the earth. When God says never, he means never. Now, when you say never, don't you say that because God, you eat your words. You always do this to me. Well, stop saying that. You always, you never do nothing for me. Now, come on. You know, stop using the word always and never. You know, you, you, you're saying always and never because you're mad. You're mad. You, you never give me nothing. You go, well, well, no. He's giving you something. That's right. He's giving you trouble. <laughs> but, 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 um, but avoid the, but when Jesus, when Jesus says never, he means what? He means never. The covenant was made for Noah and all his descendants as well as every living creature because the sin of man affected even the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom was was affected by by sin. All of creation uh, was affected by sin. The topography and the contours of the structure of the earth was altered by that raging flood. The scripture says in Genesis 9, 15a, And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, Noah, and every living creature of all flesh. The next time God will destroy the world by what? Fire. He said, where is that? In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 11, it says, but the days of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Look at that. But the days of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and holiness and godliness? Oh, I forgot my cell phone. Burnt ash pile. (laughs) That's right. Whatever you forgot. You know, my stop. Oh, man, you don't have to turn the ash pile. You can just lose it. That's right. My dog, get lost. 
You know, you, all these things are going to, all these things are passing away. The building, we had a church burned down in the city, but the church didn't burn down. The facility, you can't burn down the Lord's church. Amen. Amen. Now, you don't want the facility to burn down. I mean, it's cumbersome getting the whole thing back up. But the church never burns down because the church was established by Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, the church is not an it. The church is a she. We deal with some, uh, deal with some church theology here. And uh, the church is a living organism. It's a living organism created by God. In Acts chapter 2, you have the birth of the Lord's church. And that which God starts, no man can stop. That's right. Uh, uh, Matter of fact, the gates of hell can't even prevail against the Lord's church. So, 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 so the church cannot, you can't stop the church, but all these other things shall be burned up. The tie, the dresses, the shoes, you sit in the closet and can't figure out what you're going to wear. Don't worry about it. It's going to all burn up. That's right. You're trying to dress all these, these pictures and antiques and memoirs. Smoke. Smoke. I've done a lot of funerals and said ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and all these things. I've never once in all the multiplicity of funerals I've done, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take nothing with you. My friends, don't hold on to ashes. Hold on to Jesus. Let's move on. Why did God place, we're almost done. Why did God place a rainbow in the clouds? Let's deal with that rainbow for a moment. Why did God place the rainbow in the clouds? Genesis chapter 9 verses 13 through 16 says, I will set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Verse 16, the rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. The rainbow is the sign of of the covenant for perpetual generations. Let me say that again. The rainbow is the sign of the covenant for perpetual generations between God, Noah, the earth, and every living creature. The rainbow is a righteous sign. Say righteous sign. The rainbow, say a little bit louder, righteous. The rainbow is a what kind of sign? Righteous sign that reminds God of his promise to Noah and every generation thereafter, even to this day and even beyond. Even the animal kingdom was included in this promise. But sadly today, the rainbow has been usurped and is now used as a symbol of the LGBT movement. Rainbow colors are on flags, clothes, bumper stickers, street signs, displayed in gay pride parades, and even the White House was lit up in, a rain, in rainbow colors to celebrate the landmark Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage. Beloved, this is sacrilege. This is 
blasphemous. This is desecration. This is wicked before a holy and righteous God. To take something that is so holy, to take a righteous sign and use it for the symbol of the gay movement and agenda is sacrilege before a holy God. Don't let Satan and sin be so blatant in your face to the point that you are not even disturbed about it. Oh, well, that's the way it is. God placed the rainbow in the cloud to remind us, number one, This promise was made by Jehovah God. It is the only true, he is the only true and living God who made not only the rainbow, but even all creation. This promise was made by Jehovah God. He is the only true and living God who made not only the rainbow, but even all creation. Jeremiah 10, 10, a says, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God. He's not dead. He's a living God and the everlasting king. There's not a moment in time where Jesus ceases to be king. Number two, the rainbow validates that God keeps his word. Wow. He validates that God. You ever had somebody make a vow to you, make a promise to you, and then they didn't keep it? They betrayed you? Could be a husband, could be a child, could be a a supervisor, Anyone, uh, your boyfriend, whomever, girlfriend, there's liars everywhere, you know. The rainbow validates that God keeps his word. God did exactly what he said he would do when God said he would destroy the world with a universal flood. That is exactly what he did. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 7 verse 15, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow validates that God keeps his word. Number three, the rainbow affirms that the Bible is truthful, reliable, and trustworthy. Did you get that? You need to write every word of that down. The rainbow affirms that the Bible, the Holy Scripture, is truthful, reliable, and trustworthy. It is amazing how you can read about the rainbow in this Bible. You can read about the rainbow and then look up and see it in the cloud. Genesis 9:13a says, I set my rainbow in the cloud. And then you look up and see the rainbow. It reminds us that the word of God is true. The word of God is reliable and the word of God is trustworthy. When I see what the word says and then when I see that beautiful rainbow, one day my wife and I were riding out the rain and we saw a double rainbow. I said, my Lord and my God, God is true. His word is true. And this Bible is true. Uh, Number four, the rainbow is about God's amazing grace. It is about God's amazing grace. God didn't have to save anyone, including Noah. 
It's about God's amazing grace. God didn't have to save anyone. It was his grace that saved Noah. It was his grace that saved his family and the animal kingdom as well. Even we today are only saved by the grace of God. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which is our memory verse for the month, for by grace you have been saved through what? Faith, and then not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The same God who saved Noah by grace through faith also saved us by grace uh, through faith by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was God's grace that saved us. It was his faith. Noah experienced God's grace because of his faith in God. And we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. Number five, what makes the rainbow so significant is that not only is there a rainbow in the cloud, but there is also a rainbow around the throne of King Jesus. Hey, did you just get what I said? What makes the rainbow so significant is, is that not only is there a rainbow in the cloud, but there is also a rainbow around the throne of King Jesus. You say, I didn't know that. It's in the Bible. When we get to heaven, if you trust Jesus alone, we will be astonished, mesmerized, and awed by the glorious rainbow, which reminds us of our covenant-keeping God, who is full of mercy and grace. There he is on the throne, and a beautiful rainbow with deep, I wish I could talk about those deep riches of Colors, the emerald, the deepness of a green, the likes of which you've never seen. Those colors are so spectacular that you will just gaze not only at the glory of God, but the surroundings of God. And there's that beautiful bow that reminds us of God's covenant keeping promise. How he kept Noah, how he has kept you. That's right. All the way from earth to heaven and that rainbow is a reminder that I've been your covenant keeping God throughout the eternal ages. Why don't you say amen? Revelation chapter 4 verses 2 and 3 says immediately I was in the spirit. John just stayed in the spirit you know falling out all over the place. I, I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sodious stone in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne in the appearance like an emerald, a deep green. The colors cannot be described. We look at faded colors down there, but the richness of those colors up there is just stunning beauty, the likes of which man has never seen. We will be awed of the beauty and majesty of King Jesus, and then the rainbow all around it. What a sight. That's enough to just file down and say, all hell, King Jesus. Number six, and finally, the rainbow says to us that God is immutable and does not change. 
You got to get that now. God is what? Immutable and does not change. He is holy and righteous and will not tolerate sin. He will not tolerate evil and he will not tolerate wickedness, nor will he allow it to go unpunished. The same God who judged sin in the days of Noah will one day come and judge the world with fire. Beloved, the only way that you can avoid the eternal flames of the lake of fire is to accept Jesus Christ, not tomorrow, but right now. Now, Jesus Christ, you need to accept him now because he is our ark of safety. And if you don't accept him, you will die in your sins. My friends, the worst way to to die is not to be drowned. The worst way to die is not to be burned up in an earthly fire. The worst way to die is not on an operating table. The worst way to die is not in a car accident. You want to tell you the worst way to die? The absolute worst way to die is to die in your sins. Because when you die in your sins, nobody can help you then. And that's why it is urgent that you get right with God and come to Jesus now. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message Lord, the more I study it, the more profound it becomes to me. Stunning truths that takes us from Genesis to Revelation. Thank you for the richness of your word, the insights from your word that only you can give and only you must get the glory. Lord, may this message bring hope and encouragement to those who are tired of evil and injustice, killings. Whether it be black-on-black crime, and like we see in Chicago, where about 41 were murdered during the 4th of July weekend. Nobody's talking about that kind of of evil. Lord have mercy. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. 
Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.